Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Yeah, so that's that's um, that's about right. Yeah. yeah so and and here's the thing: people always measure uh, the previous highest point to the yeah. to the lowest point and say, okay, um, yeah. things fell fifty seven percent, and that's true. So so from the previous highest point, which occurred in November of two thousand and seven, to the bottom, uh, which was 9th of March two thousand and nine, the, the the total fall. Uh, in the American markets, the S&P 500, America's largest 500 companies, our largest 200 companies in Australia, around 57% uh, for yeah. each of those. Yeah. So, um, look, six months after though, six months after that bottom, um, what had happened is that the price had pushed uh, back up to, um, it wasn't quite 4,000 points, I think. It, it, it had jumped quite a bit, so it, it had pushed up from 3,000 150 points to nearly 4,000 yeah. points. So, I mean, think of that as... So, what, what would that have been at, down from at, the previous highs? Uh, it was... Um, so, we're, what were we talking about? We're talking... We're talking... I think it was about... I think it was about uh, 40% or yep. 35, 35 from, to 40% from, the, from yeah. the previous highest point. So, But the so thing is that if you, if you measured it from a few years beforehand... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you'd and you'd uh, put money in along the way, starting from even say back yeah. in two thousand and five. Yeah. Then, then um, six months after the bottom of the global financial crisis, you're basically back to where you'd started at that point in yeah. time. So let me just check. I got this right. So basically, so assuming that you, if if you had five hundred thousand dollars in in your super, for example, in two thousand and four, you you fully invested that in Australian and international companies. That would have pretty much doubled over the next three years. So your five hundred thousand grew to a million, and then and then it dropped by fifty seven percent. So your million dollars dropped to four hundred and thirty thousand, mm-hmm. and then and then six months later, basically we would have been up to somewhere around six hundred thousand. Is that about right? That's that's yeah, that's about right. I mean, yeah. um, I wouldn't take that exactly. No, we would have no, to do some more pass on that, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, look, it, it, it's it, it it's close enough to the mark. Yeah. Um, so, what what I guess uh, what would be I think interesting for most people is, you know, that that's a pretty, um, yeah. It's it's easy to sort of talk about those figures and oh yeah, this percentage and this much of a drop and the rest of it. What was it like experiencing that at the time, as both as someone who was I'm sure invested and also as as an advisor? What did that What did that feel like? Yeah. Look. Um, Obviously, get, getting to live and breathe it every single day since two thousand and one, um, I was completely comfortable with uh, the fundamentals that every drop gets to a point where it turns around and and um, recovers. Yeah. Uh, what had happened? I, I recall though in October of two thousand eight. So the so so the markets um, reached a peak in November of two thousand seven, yeah. and then they started to fall uh, as more and more bad news came out. Yeah. And and 
Um, they then paused uh, uh, somewhere at about 4,300 points. Um, now, let's revert this to dollars. So they got up to 6,800 points, the ASX 200, November 2007. Let's just put that into dollars perspectives and call that $6.80 per share. Yeah. Um, they fell to somewhere around the, the, the 4,400 or $4.40 per share um, by October of uh, 2008. Yeah. Uh, and 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 then there was a there was a one week period where things actually fell by about another fourteen yeah. percent as um, as uh, Lehman Brothers, uh, a big investment bank uh, in America, uh, went broke. And then uh, look, there was there was there was financial institutions all around the world going broke at that point yeah. in time. Yeah, and um, and that caused another wave of panic. So so things dropped quite a lot in yeah. uh, in in a rare, in a really short period of time so it dropped under four dollars a share or under four thousand points yeah and um and finally finally bottomed out in yeah. march uh, i remember thinking at the time look i i certainly won't won't lie to you after it broke through four thousand points i thought when is this gonna end <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well people, if, if you if you revert that panicking. to people said yeah. they were panicking at that point in time yeah yeah, yeah, and and I guess the the and that's why it's, it's sort of interesting looking at different different drops at different times and what uh, caused them or what what the uh, emotional state was at the time because I guess the I, I wasn't actually in the industry but I remember the, the the big fear at that time was about what was those financial institutions so you, you're kind of going not only are you know companies prices dropping and profits you know, they're downgrading earnings targets and those kinds of things. But, but there was issues with liquidity of, of those, of those banks in America and, and that kind of thing. And so that was, that was probably, um, I'm guessing what was a, a source of panic for a lot of people was that it wasn't sort of something easy and tangible to be able to say, this is what's causing the problem. It was sort of a black box behind the scenes of why is this happening? No one really knows. Yeah, that's right. And, and um, yeah, so, so think about, I guess, what's happening now with uh, COVID nineteen, and economies have been stopped to a large extent because people just can't get out and spend money. I mean, you physically yeah. can't get out and spend money. Um, yeah. So economies have been stopped for that reason. So, so back in the global financial crisis, uh, yeah. economies had been stopped because because lending had dried yeah. up pretty much all around the world. Yeah. And. Um, and 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 yeah, liquidity was a real problem yeah. in terms of in terms of no one was lending. Now, yeah. um, what you what you naturally saw then were uh, even profitable companies at that point in time. And that, look, still a vast majority of companies were profitable. Yeah, uh, they those type of those type of companies actually stopped spending money as well because the thought was, hey, um, you know, we owe. Uh, we owe, yeah, every company has some sort of level of debt and they usually take on you know, debt, obviously, to grow at yeah. periods of time. And um, they were a little bit worried. The thinking at that point in time was, the, the worry was, um, will this debt get called back in from the bank yeah. that we owe this, yeah. this will, money to? Will, so, we, will we be able to roll that over and, and borrow that and keep borrowing that amount or will we get called in on that debt? So That's yeah. right. So, so, so pretty much... Um, 
you think a lot of consumption and spending money around the world is business to business. Yeah. And, and that business to business spending dried up uh, to a large extent because, because um, yeah, in any type of downtown economy, people put up a bit of a moat around themselves and, and companies aren't immune to this. They put up a moat and say, okay, we've got this much cash now. Um, we're going to hold on to that. We're not going to spend it in our usual fashion. So if you get it, if you get every company doing that, um, then all of a sudden, yeah, you've got you've got you've got a problem. And of course, that spreads to it spreads to the workforce as well. You've got um, employees yeah. who become worried uh, because yeah. people get laid off, and yeah. they think, okay, well, I'm not going to spend my money because if I don't, if I hold on to my money, uh, yeah. yeah, I mightn't have a job next week or next month. So yeah. I'm not going to go so- out and spend money. So. So it becomes pretty much like we were saying the we, we in that euphoric stage is that in, in both stages of the cycle, it's hard to imagine that it will ever change. So in that, in that euphoric stage, it's sort of money, credit's easy to come by. People can borrow money. Businesses can borrow money very easily. Um, a lot of people are spending money, so profits are high. It's, it's sort of all, it's all, all looking rosy. And, and then it, that's kind of what we're talking about, the feedback loops of once, once that sort of narrative changes and once it becomes a thing of not thinking, oh, how, do we, how do we grow and how do we make sure that we're positioned to, to keep getting bigger and bigger, once that changes over to how do we survive and how do we just, like you were saying, protect what we've got, you know, keep, keep money in house, don't, don't spend that, don't, both at a household level and a company level, you can see how very quickly the velocity of that money dries up and there's just not, there's, there's not the same the same uh, demand for, for assets and, and that kind of thing. And, and that's obviously what pushes prices down. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and look, and, and the thinking at the time always reverts back to, okay, this time it's different. This is the new normal. So the new normal is that yeah. um, no one's ever going to get a home loan ever again. Uh, yeah. These banks are going broke. People aren't going to be able to borrow money. Uh, certainly yeah. right, not right now. Yeah. And, and, and not for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. What always ends up happening eventually is that life goes back to normal yeah. and, and um, the dust does settle. Um, yeah. People, people realize that the world yeah. didn't come to an end yeah. and, um, and they go back to starting to spend again. And, and you know, in this situation, uh, lending institutions started to lend again. And, yeah. and, um, but the ones and, that got the, the other thing too, to, to remember is that, um, when when a bank goes broke, they've got all these customers that that still need banking. Yeah, uh, they've still got home loans. They've still got you know um, banking needs. So, what happens is a, another bank that's well positioned inevitably buys the bank that's gone broke or buys their customers, and yeah. um, and 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 that demand continues on. Yeah, it's and. No, I was just thinking about, you know, like we, the, the saying of this time it's different um, and, and you hear that both, but you tend to think of it mainly in the, in the negative times. So when things are getting really bad and, and you're sort of saying things are going to get better, things will improve and people sort of feel like this time it's different, maybe it won't. But that also happens on, on, the, on, the, on the euphoric stage, doesn't it? I mean, we've talked about this before where in those boom years, it feels like it feels like the fun times are never going to end, and it feels like maybe this is the new normal. Maybe, maybe assets will just increase in price by twenty five percent every year, and and there maybe we've we've come out of that cycle now where we 
have boom and bust and maybe it's just going to be all good times ahead. Yeah, certainly. And I wasn't, and I, I certainly wasn't immune to that either. So um, look, uh, my own personal investments, I get a little bit carried away in 2004, five and six yeah. as well. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I was about to ask you. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you went there. So it doesn't sound like I'm being, I'm being, you know, picking on you. So yeah. And that, that's what tends to happen. So obviously the same thing happened to you. You got carried away when things were going good. Yeah. So it's look, it's a good, my clients now have the benefit of my mistakes in the past. So, <laughs> yeah. So look, not that I, not that I guess one of the things that becomes difficult is to think that your situation is going to be stable and, yes. and um, carry forward in the same trajectory that you're heading yep. uh, at that point in time. So look, um, uh, I was on quite a good income at that point in time, yep. uh, working for that other financial planning business. Uh, yeah, we're looking back at 2004, five, six, seven at that point in time. Um, I invested quite a bit of money. I borrowed money to invest. Uh, at, at what I thought were were sustainable levels, and they they certainly they certainly were. Um, I didn't panic so much as as um, my situation changed, in that I became very unhappy yeah. at that organisation, and I, I looked at the way they were doing things, and I thought, gee, I want to do things very different from that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so what that meant. Uh, so I decided in 2010 that I, I wanted to leave. I wanted to start my own business. And and look, the markets were far from recovered at that point in time. So, yeah, um, during those euphoric years, I had I had invested larger lump sums along the way that that if I uh, was going to go out and start my own business and obviously take a you take a big pay cut for a good few years. Um, yeah. I had to make the decision where if I was going to do that, yep. I would have to, to sell those investments for a loss yep. and, uh, and, and, and realize um, quite a substantial loss with, with some debt against that, quite, quite a bit of debt against that. Yeah. Um, I made the decision to do it. Yeah. And, and um, uh, yeah, I took a bit of a, a, a fair bit of a bath at that point in time. Yeah. Now in hindsight, it's been great yeah. because, um, yeah. Uh, had I waited until things had recovered, uh, it would have been another five years before I started the business. So as as it yeah. turned out, we started in November two thousand and ten. Had I waited, we would have been yeah. starting in November two thousand and fifteen. We'd be five years behind where we are right yeah. now. And and that's, but, that's um, look, it's a, it's a good lesson. Look, it it, it was a lesson. Um, that I gained that your situation can change pretty quickly, and and it's not even. Not even necessarily where your hand is forced, but yeah. but you, what, hey, what I'm really really changes. happy in what I'm doing here. Yeah, and and um, look, it's it, it is certainly good to leave some powder dry. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, that's and we've spoken about this at length, especially especially when borrowing to invest. It's it's easy to or anything that you do where you you assume you assume that your income will stay the same and that things will continue on. Nothing happens in a vacuum. So this is, I guess, what we're seeing at the moment is uh, share prices are down by 30%. Now, usually it's because there's some economic issue behind the scenes. So it's not as though your income continued as it was and uh, everything was all rosy and 
prices dropped and you could just um, bat your way out. That's, that's, I guess, a big part of our planning is to go, well, you have to assume the worst case is that what will, what will happen here if there is a drop in my income and a drop in asset prices at the, at the same time? So, and that's obviously what, what sort of happened there. So you, like you say, it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to extrapolate. It's human nature that we're pattern making machines. So we kind of go, I've been, making, I've been making this sort of money and I've been getting these sorts of returns. This will just keep going on forever. And so that's kind of where it, sometimes we have to be the, the voice of reason. And like you said, you, you had that, that painful experience. You had, you had to learn that the hard way to some degree to then be able to talk about that with clients now. Yeah, look, the benefit out of that is that um, that's certainly... Uh, well, there's a saying, there's, a, there's, there's, there's quite a common saying that um, fear turns to greed pretty quickly and greed yeah. turns to fear pretty quickly. Yeah. So, so um, the fear of, of uh, the markets being down turns into yeah. greed really quickly yeah. when the markets are going strong. Yeah. Um, the lesson yeah. is that uh, certainly, certainly uh, and, and, and sometimes we get, we get clients come to us uh, when yeah. the times are good and, and they're saying, let's pull the trigger. Let's, let's, yeah, let's invest all this yeah. money. Let's, and, 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 um, we have to hold them back, uh, yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. Because, and, and, and keep, and keep quite a bit of powder dry. Now it's not to say you don't want to take advantage of opportunities that come up, but certainly, yeah. certainly, um, yeah, look, I've practically lived that. Yeah. Uh, uh on and, behalf of myself and my clients. So, so, yeah. Yeah, look, it's one of those. It's one. It's one of those good lessons to have, and and it's one of those things where, like we've said before, the, the we've talked about this before. The human mind is is basically designed to make you the worst possible investor. You, you most want to do the the thing that you shouldn't do at the most inopportune time. And as mm. as a rule, like like we're saying that if you have three boom years and everyone around you is all making a fortune and, and you know, everything's doubled and you go, well, geez, if I'd invested this money three years ago, I, I, I would have doubled it by now. What, what was I thinking? Not, not just borrowing everything I could and, and throwing everything at it. It, it very quickly turns, um, you know, at, at the peak of, of when we when we sort of feel the most greedy is probably when we should be most afraid, but that's not how, how it tends to work. That's right. And, and, and look, the opposite of that's happening right now is it's a real talk yes. point right now. People moving their uh, investments yeah. and their superannuation to cash. Yeah. And um, look, I know that, that um, just last week you had a client call you and, and, and it'd been someone that is, um, uh, you consider to be a really good client who listens to what you say all the time. And, and they had listened to what you did said and you told them, yeah. Yeah. don't change your investment strategy. They were just double checking yeah. with you because all of their yeah. friends, had said, yeah, every everyone around them was gone. Yeah. Everyone around them had said, "Hey, we've all moved our superannuation to cash," yeah. and and they felt a little bit like, um, yeah. I guess, second guessing. Yeah, uh, are they doing the right thing by by staying fully yeah. invested? Then once you yeah. once they touched base with you, you said, "Yeah, you are," and yeah. um, and, and and certainly we're going to speak a lot about that every yeah. week. Uh, yeah. In our podcast, as the as the markets are down now, because yeah. because right now the biggest urge yeah. to do the wrong thing is compelling people, and that's yeah. to that's to um, move out of their investment strategy and move into cash. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a uh, and it's interesting too because it, it's a hard conversation to to have often where you go, yes, things have dropped by thirty percent, 
uh, no, you shouldn't panic. You should, you should stay fully. You should stay the course. You should stick to plan. You know, we, you, you need to keep that money invested for long term. But bearing in mind that, that, you know, we may well have another, as you said in the GFC, where things had already dropped by 30% and then you have a week, you know, in one week, uh, share prices drop by another 15%. So that that's you know that's never off the table. That that sort of thing can always happen. So it's really hard to stay the course when you. It's it's sort of something where it's not as easy as going. Okay, well we know that it's we know that it's dropped, but we know that the next step is going to be up. You, you know you you just never know what the next move, the, what the next ten percent move will be, whether that's going to be up or down. And so you you have to sort of go. We have to stay invested because you need. We, we need the long-term return, but we just don't know what's going to happen in the next six months ever. So mm. it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to hold in your head to go. We need to stay invested, even though we know this might continue to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the human edge is to, is to obviously um, to run when yeah. uh, you see danger. I mean, fight or flight is it's classic. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the urge is to flight. Yeah. At and, um at this point in time, because it, it it seems incomprehensible to stand there and do nothing, yeah. yeah. Um, in in when when there's a perceived threat, yeah. And that 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 fifteen percent drop in in one week, that must have been. So you, you know, like we, we've there's, there's all the graphs that you see of the the emotions that people are going through while while invested, and you know you start to see things drop, and they go through a bit of anxiety, and then it's full blown fear, and then panic, and then and then at the very bottom, you see the, the word they tend to use is capitulation. So mm. I can only imagine that having, having watched everything by 30% and, and staying the course and staying the course, and then in one week watching that drop by another 15%, I can only imagine that there, there would have been people just going, I just can't do this anymore. I cannot, I cannot emotionally hang on through this and come out there. So, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, there were. And, um, and uh, certainly, yeah, I remember thinking, geez, when will this end? I know it's got to end at some stage soon. When will it end? Yeah. I thought everyone that was, was going to panic was already, had already yeah. panicked. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.